Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Rodcast and I hope that you are enjoying your summer, at least for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, just a quick update on The Rodcast. Uh, over the next few weeks, we will be doing things a little bit differently. We're taking a break from the uh, Ephesians series. Um, hope you have been enjoying that. Just these great uh, short teachings that Pastor Rod has been taking us through the book of Ephesians. And we'll also be replaying uh, two amazing episodes from uh, a year ago. Um, firstly, the, the first episode will be about just building a, uh, a preaching team of different, uh, from different languages, different personalities, yet keeping the same message as a, as a church, as a preaching team. The second one will really be about um, that great episode about raising up leaders from within. So it's going to be great. So why don't you stay tuned and enjoy today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Rodcast. How are you doing today, Pastor Rod? Doing great. Excited. Come on. Um, so today we're talking around a great question um, is how can we develop a culture where leaders are always being developed from within? Um, this is one of our values here at Lifehouse and something that I really love and I've um, benefited a lot from this culture myself personally. Um, so just jumping in, just so we kind of get on the same page, um, what do we mean when we talk about developing leaders from within? What does that look like? What does that mean? I think everyone dreams about uh, developing leaders from within, really. It just means people that are part of your uh, congregation or group uh, rise up. And you see mm -hmm. them, you develop them, uh, there's something on their life and it just keeps growing. And so from within, there is a flow, there's a, a pipeline, people call it a pipeline or a process, but there's a flow of people from within. And mm -hmm. of course, God will give us people from without, which um, are very, very important. And we, I call those gifts, <laughs> where right. God just gifts us with these amazing people uh, who are so valuable, but the concept uh, you're, you're bringing up is that, you know, from within, can we do this? How do we do it is really important. Awesome. So it's talking about people that are in your church becoming leaders, even staff members, pastors. This is what we're talking about. We talk about developing from within. Absolutely. And it's no greater joy than to see people around us uh, rise and grow. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, um, Look at some of our or look at our leaders, um, especially here in Japan, mm. and um, especially our good young leaders. And they say, "How did you do that?" or, or "What happened there?" And and mm. my answer is, "Well, when they came in, they didn't look like that. Just like I didn't when I first came to church. It's not a judgment. It's just people don't start developed. They they start um, potential, and and so it's this whole thing of seeing potential and saying, God, you know." How can we help this person? How can we help that person? And then see, pop, 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 pop. People growing from within is a great, great joy. Come on. Um, so how did this become like a key value for Lifehouse or in your life, your leadership? Um, how was this developed? Um, why did this become so important to us? I guess when we first came to Japan 2002, so 20 years ago, we had a small Australian team who were amazing but even not one of those had been in leadership in their own home churches in australia they'll just love the lord they just love the lord so even in our own own team we had to develop leadership fast and they all became 
there was 10 of them. They all became 10 leaders in the, mm. in the church. It was, it was essential. It was absolute. We had to do it. Uh, we were not meeting any Japan, young Japanese Christians, um, which was not our goal. We really wanted to reach some new people. But our young attend Australians had to grow. They had to grow fast and take on responsibilities in the church. Um, many of them being young had to grow in their their work life, their all parts of their life, but but it all impacted into growing in their church life. So we had to do it. There was no option. There was no other leaders that we could uh, look to. Right. But that 10 was enough. It really was enough. And it just showed me, yeah, God, you know, when, when people start, again, just like me, when I was a, a young Christian, um, you know, people probably looked at me and thought, he's not going to do a lot and um, he's got some problems. That was true. Um, <laughs> but people just, just pursuing God, get, getting healed pursuing his mm. word, praying. There's just a a natural growth. I've always seen it. I saw it in me and um, I've seen it in many countries of the world. And so here in Japan 20 years ago, um, we just had to and it was a miracle of seeing those 10 young people rise. Incredible. Um, what about, you know, you were pastoring in Australia before and, and you know, many other places over the years. Um, has this always been something you've you've um, valued and, and had in your churches? Absolutely. Answer is yes. And I, I have to go back to my own experience. Um, I just really believe God called me and called everybody. Mm. I believe everyone's got a call on their life to do something for God. It may not be ministry, but it's going to do something great. And um, so, yeah, as a young Christian, I ran a uh, connect group or a small group and I saw people growing. I saw people changing um, I was basically a total believer in this concept as a baby Christian. I saw it. I went then to Asia for my first time. I was in the Philippines and um, had some great adventures. Um, and everywhere I went, I just saw potential, people rising. And um, now I've been to a lot of countries. Viv and I spent four years in Thailand. Our whole four years in Thailand was developing young leaders, again, mm. in a nation without many young uh, believers in Jesus but we had to see people saved, giving their, their life to Jesus, and then becoming leaders in, in villages and small groups. So we, we've, just, we've just had to see it. There is no other option. And I, I, you know, at the same time, of course, we're praying, but um, we've got to do stuff to enable that growth. We can talk about that later. But the, the question you're asking is, I've always believed, always believed in every country, in every place, even where people call it hard, there is always God's choice, God's people, people growing. Um, it's just something I've always had. And uh, so coming to Japan was the next phase uh, in answer. And by the way, in Australia as well, I think you're asking that question. Mm. So we were pastoring in Australia for many years also and had a church full of leaders. Um, many of those became leaders in business or in ministry. But everywhere mm. we've gone, we've seen, I think a big, big part of it is believing the scripture. You know, Jesus said... Um, I'm going to read it because it's so important to this question. Yeah, please. Um, in Matthew 9, Jesus is going around healing people, doing great things. And verse 36, and when he saw the crowds, this is Matthew 9, 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion and uh, on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. So he said to his disciples, here it is, the harvest is plentiful, 
but the workers are few. It's exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Anywhere in the world, whether it's Australia or Japan or Thailand or Philippines, anywhere I've gone, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few is true. It's what Jesus said. Verse 38, last little bit. So ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field or raise up people from among you. So what's the, what's the answer to this incredible need for leaders and workers? The answer is pray and expect. Pray and expect God is going to raise up people in our midst. So I've always believed that for my 43 years, a believer, mm. and I've always seen it by the grace of God. Amen. Um, and would you say that this is something we saw Jesus model when he was here mm-hmm. on earth? Absolutely. Um, he modeled it at different levels. He had a inner circle of three, Peter, James, and John, and then he had his 12, including them and and nine others. And, and one of those was Judas Iscariot, who actually betrayed Jesus. So even Jesus didn't have a, a perfect record of people following him. And um, But that didn't stop him. He just absolutely um, just kept loving his disciples anyway and went to the cross, rose again, said the Holy Spirit's coming, do the same. And so, yeah, I think Jesus, his three years of ministry was a lot in the public arena, healing and uh, casting out evil spirits and blessing and loving. But the other heart, half of his life there uh, for those three years was training 12. Training mm. 12 disciples was a huge part of his ministry life. That's his, that's his model. And then he, he says to his disciples, go and do likewise. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you are going to go and, um, you know, preach the gospel, make disciples, as it says in Matthew 28. Um, so, yeah, I, he modeled it. He expected it. He taught it. And then he said, you're going to have the Holy Spirit power to do the same. So, yeah, he really modeled this to us. If we read the, the scriptures, we should be inspired. Come on. Um so what would you say would be the impact of, you know, developing leaders within versus, say, bringing in leaders from outside or hiring from outside? Um, how do these two things compare? Um, it, it's, a, it's a big question and it's broad. And I'm, my answer is going to be it's case by case. Um, sometimes God does bring you these people that I call gifts. They're just gifts. There's people... God turns up in Japan and says, um, "We God sent us or God spoke to us to be here and they're amazing people and you think these are gifts versus raising up people from within. I think you need both, but I think the vast majority are going to be from within. I think the, the, the right. weight the weight of numbers are within the, the local church itself. So when people say to me, I have no leaders, I, I say to them, well, pray, pray for gifts, pray that God will give you someone. Or, but you've also got to be looking from within and training from, from the get-go, from the beginning, or from right where you're at right now. Because when people mm. say to me they have no one, um, I, I feel for them. I don't uh, judge them or think we're better, but I, I want to inspire them mm. that you've just got to train who you've got. And... Um, you know, when you look at who Jesus chose, not many of those would have been chosen by the world. Mm. Um, in fact, I saw something that was sort of like a um, a commentary on Jesus' disciples, and it said the world would have only chose one of those twelve, and that would have been Judas Iscariot because um, he was <laughs> he was so excellent with money and and whatever else. And uh, 
It's quite wow. humorous. Now, that doesn't mm. mean people who are excellent in the world are going to be like Judas. That is not what I'm saying. But his other 11 were fishermen and tax collectors, and um, they didn't look a lot at the beginning, but Jesus saw in them. And I, I would say to anyone um, who, who just says, I haven't got any leaders, um, I'd say you've got to do what Jesus said. Go and ask. Ask God, but then develop who you have. Mm. And, and I also think there's there's something of just the, the principle of faithfulness in that. Instead of complaining all the time, actually saying, "God, I'm going to start training someone. I'm just going to I'm going to give it a go." Or if I've been disappointed, I'm going to go again. I'm going to try again. I'm going to. Um, so I just think the vast majority of people who are going to be our leaders are are going to be from within. Um, there may be some exceptions if you're in an area with a lot of immigration. You might have a lot of gifts coming in. Um, but here in Japan, we do have gifts, people coming here to work. Um, but but definitely most of our people are from within. And just being in Japan as well, the 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 concept of the using the Japanese language is we have to have Japanese leaders. And uh, we've been talking about this recently again, that we can disciple and we can teach and we can do so much and see people giving their lives to Jesus, baptized, growing. But there's a time where Japanese need to speak to Japanese in Japanese about the gospel. And so there's very few people who come in with that gift, is, is my point here. Um, you know, very, very few people have ever turned up and say, hi, I'm from this country, I speak Japanese. That, that almost is a zero. So we, whatever we do, we have to be reaching from within in Japan and same in Indonesia and many other countries. Um, straight away, like who are we going to train in Japan, in Japanese, young men, young women, older men, older women. So that's our context. Whereas a country that had a lot of immigration speaking the same language, there might be just a whole bunch of gifts that you can develop straight away. So this is a, a bit of a case by case. It's a bit of a context, um, which means that the environment, but overall, I think whatever the situation we must believe that people from within will grow and rise with us i just think it's a that's a big it's a big thing and actually i think it's a thing of joy um in being a pastor mm. is seeing people rise i i i you know i i guess i i i would find it very difficult if if my only lead only my leaders over many years was just people coming in and no one within was becoming a leader i'd feel quite frustrated and thinking god is you know what can you can can you train me or can someone train me to to reach the locals? Yeah, because um, I think that's what Jesus would have done. Yeah, that's a uh, really love that answer. Um, I think it explained that really well. Um, would you be uh, putting you on the spot here with this one? Could you share a quick story of just pick one of our leaders in Lifehouse mm. from both of yeah. those? Someone who was developed from within and someone mm. who came in as a gift. Just just to um, give us some real life examples of those. In our second year here, um, one of our young Australian team members called Caleb uh, met a young Japanese guy at university called Noboru, a young hey. university student. And uh, spoiler here, he's become one of our great pastors over many years. But Noboru, when he came in, was a, a university student who didn't know the gospel. Um, he'd been on homestay in America. He'd heard something about the love of God. Um, but when he came back, um, he was invited uh, by Caleb to come uh, to church, and he enjoyed it. 
He didn't understand a lot, but he enjoyed it and he came back. And then there was the week we spoke about, I think it was actually Valentine's Day. (laughs) And we spoke about God's love as well as human love. And his little bit of background in just believing, yeah, there's a God of love and everything connected. He gave his life to Jesus that day. And um, and it took him a while. Um, But immediately he loved the Lord, loved the scriptures, started growing. Um, and started going out with one of our other Australian girls, a lovely girl called Tony, who they have now married and have two kids and a dog. <laughs> and a dog. <laughs> Can't forget and, the dog. <laughs> uh, and a dog. Recent, recent arrival. Um, and they're just so happy. And so for mm. 20, almost 20 years, this young university student, had his life was changed, just kept growing. The thing about Nobaru is he's a continual learner. A continual mm. learner. I love it. It just, yeah, loves the Bible, loves the Lord. And so that's an example from within, absolutely, without doubt. Although we needed the young Australian to meet him and yeah. invite him and do basic discipleship with him. And someone who came in pretty well developed is Lewis as you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about well developed. <laughs> um, no, you, 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 you came in at 18 and you were a gift from the first day, although... When I looked at you, I thought, hmm, interesting <laughs> gift. <Yeah. laughs> it took you a while to figure out I was a gift, maybe. <laughs> I, I can honestly say, even though you came in with your long blonde hair and your Japan bandana and your skateboard <laughs> under your arm at 18, um, I can honestly say I saw the Holy Spirit on you and in you, and I knew that you're a good guy and that God had prepared you. But the thing about your story I might just ask you to jump in because you came in mm. at 18. Um, why don't you just share a bit of background, you know, your teenage years, the vision and, and that sort of thing. Just yeah, jump sure. In yeah, so, I mean, I, I was real blessed to be born in a Christian home and, and always had, you know, foundation of faith in my life, but it wasn't until I was 13 and I went to a youth group, youth services, and I really started to, you know, encounter Jesus for myself and, and just at a young age, at 13, I just had a real life-changing encounter with Jesus mm. in my bedroom, reading my Bible by myself. And and just there's no way to describe it. Just I just had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, and I just knew um, that I was saved. And I just started saying to God, I'll just, I just want to serve you. Like, I just, whatever, I'll go anywhere, do anything, just want to serve you. And um, it was very soon where God gave me a vision of Him moving in Japan. Um, and from the, from the age of 13 to 18, I just kept, kept in church, kept serving, um, reached people in my high school and just kept seeking God. And, and he just kept reconfirming that, that calling to Japan to be a part of what God was doing. And, and so when I was finishing up high school, I was really seeking God for what's the next step. And I just really, um, had lots of good options. Um, but it's really felt God say, now's the time to go to Japan. And he just said to me, I've got everything prepared for you. Um, just go. And, because I was in New Zealand, I was able to get a working holiday visa. So I had a visa. My parents supported me big time financially to get here. Um, but I showed up in Tokyo with very little money in my pocket and uh, didn't know anybody, didn't have a job lined up. I had one week booked at a backpackers and that was it. Um, wow. But just like God promised, like within a week, I found a ha- I found a place to rent. I got a job teaching English and I found Lifehouse Church, which I only knew you guys on Google. And uh, my very first Sunday, I don't know if I've told you this, Pastor, but my very first Sunday, you were preaching and the message was the vision of Lifehouse. 
Right. And it was just like everything God spoke to me about mm. Japan was Lifehouse's vision. Mm. And so I was just like, this is where God wanted me to be. And um, yeah, that was over 14 years ago now, just being in Lifehouse, serving Jesus, being mm. blessed <laughs> ever since. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm very thankful for your home church in New Zealand, in Palmy North, New Zealand, and, and yeah. your pastors and your leaders that helped a young man like you to grow during teenage years. I, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful mm. for the gifts because I realize there's a lot of background. Mm. Um, but when you arrived, you, you were just ready to serve and um, ready to give and as a result have seen many young people come to the Lord and disciple. And now you're one of our great pastors in Osaka. So uh, that's, that's a gift. So that's an example. You asked for example of someone from within and a gift, mm. and you can see it, it's thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. We actually ask um, all our foreigners, um, I did it again when I was with you recently in Osaka, all, you know, God's brought us to Japan to reach Japanese. Mm. But if you're a foreigner here, thank you. Thank you for being in our team. Thank you for being in God's team. You'll be loved and cared and you'll grow, but please help us also reach the Japanese. And most foreigners, when we say that, go, yeah, it's like something within them. They they, they sort of came to Japan for an adventure or a job or, or some strange event. And um, mm. But there's something connects mm. when there's vision in the local church and then there's growth. Um, yeah. both our business people and our ministry people. Um, so I think vision is is part of this gift. Like you said, you walked in talking about vision and it was just boom. Mm. Um, I, I think it is a big part of integrating uh, our gifts is the vision of the local church, which yeah. is probably a little bit of a different subject, but not. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, come on. Um well, just you want to develop on that a bit, that thought of yeah. the, the vision of the local church and leaders within. Yeah, I, I love I love all good churches. All good churches is, is those that believe the word of God is inspired and love Jesus, death and resurrection, all the big stuff. And uh, there are brothers and sisters, but every church looks different, um, has different style, different yep. taste. Um, I don't mean one's better or the other, but God has chosen churches to have vision and style so some people will come in and just connect there's just a connection absolute like you from the beginning um and then some people say well you know what this is not really my style um and they find another church and they connect there that's yeah. that's all good mm. that's all wonderful um but but one of our key values in japan of course is to reach japanese i, I said that and that's why we came. We came from Australia, from a good church that we were pastoring, to to zero in Japan. We had nothing, and um, but we had a vision, and our yeah. vision was God was going to move in Japan. It's going to be like a tsunami tidal wave of God's love, mm. and we're going to see Japanese saved. So when we preach like that and mm. we tell the vision over and over, a lot of foreigners go, "Yeah, yeah," um, and some people say, "Man, you know, maybe not," and that. But there's another church for them. Another interesting um, thing, though, is that some foreigners come in and they don't exactly like something about Lifehouse, whether it's music or whatever it is. It's, they're not against it. It's just not their background, not their context. But then they see Japanese saved in our service every single week. Well, almost every single week. And mm. 
it does something. It actually does something in the hearts of a lot of people to say, well, you know what? There's some things I can give on. I can, I can, I don't have to have that. I don't have to have this. And it's not like my last church, but wow, I want to be part of that vision where people are being saved in this nation of Japan. And I think you've seen the same thing in Osaka, right? That you told me recently. Yeah. Um, it's a big part of why people come and a big part of why people stay is um, that part of our vision. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Love it. Mm. Um, well, so we talked, you know, had a great discussion on, you know, gifts coming in, leaders coming from outside, joining us is great. Of course, you know, probably for most of us, the majority of our leaders are going to be um, developed from within. And um, so how, how important do you think this is for the future of the church, for a church to be generational and to keep reaching young yeah. people? Well, the, the demographic is the world keeps growing. There's more and more numbers. So we have to have more and more leaders. That's just, that's just a no-brainer to me. Mm. Um, you can't have the same number of leaders when the, the world's population's increasing. So we have to be committed um, with, with the Holy Spirit to more leaders all the time. We have to have a training track. We have to have a vision. We have to have a um, cultural teaching of who we are, like I just talked about winning souls. Mm. Um, we have to have all that, have an expectation that leaders are going to grow. Because right now there's a limited number of leaders. That's It's a good number. But it's not what um, the future is going to be like. Mm. The, the future starts now. We've got to have more leaders for the future, right? Yeah, I know yeah. you agree. We 100%. have to have more leaders. There's got to be a pipeline. There's got to be a vision in place. And, you know, the, when Jesus was resurrected, he said to his disciples, he said, wait for the Holy Spirit to come on you, and then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world, mm. that, which includes New Zealand, right? That's the ends of the world and probably Japan as well. Literally, right? <laughs> so, so the call of, of being empowered uh, and God's scriptures, go and make disciples, wait till you get the Holy Spirit, you'll be witnesses in all nations and places. Mm. Well, if there's more people, that means we need more leaders. And if there's yeah. more children, we need more kids leaders. And if there's more youth, we need more youth leaders and um, et cetera, et cetera, in every language. Um, so I, don't, I just think this is the commission of Jesus, you know, Matthew 28, go into all the world and as you go, make disciples. That's mm. what the actual Greek is saying. It doesn't yeah. say go and make disciples. It's saying as you go, make disciples. In other words, in your life, in your outworking, whether it's in New Zealand or Japan or Australia, as you go, make disciples. As you go, have this in your heart. As you go, make leaders. And Jesus said, and I'll be with you always as you do this even until the end of the age. Holy Spirit within us. And there's something else too, and that is the the calling of God on our lives is also really, really important. Yeah. Um, this is called purpose. Um, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, we love that scripture. Uh, God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for a future and a hope and not for evil. Jeremiah mm. 29, 11, we love it. So it's saying that, Everyone has a calling. Everyone, everyone has something to do. Everyone has a temperament and a gift to do something for others and for God in this life on earth. Um, and so part of that is leadership development, developing your gift, using your gift. Um, 
And also, there's an incredible scripture in um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says, Jesus, when he rose again, gave five different types of gifts to us. They were um, apostle, prophet, apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor. Mm. And it says these were given to develop people for works of service. These gifts were given to develop leadership. So when people start talking about their giftedness or my gift, there has to be an afterthought of how that is reproducing because I don't see those gifts as an end in themselves. Certainly develop your gift, certainly do the best you can, but the purpose of those gifts, the why of the gifts is that we develop others for works of service. And I think that's the highest form of using our gifts for God is the multiplication. We need more leaders. The kids' church leaders say, I'm going to train some more kids' church leaders, The mm. et cetera. The connect group leader, I've got to train some more leaders. So it's in us by the Holy Spirit, the gifting of God, and you can't escape it. It's just, it's just there. It's just something I've got to do and want to do. And God gives me power. And in the local church is the best environment to develop me and then develop someone else. So in the light of all this comes the bigger thing of the calling of God on our lives, isn't it? It's really, mm. you know, we don't all have to come to Japan. That is not the point. But we have to serve where we are yeah. and say, God, I want to be in a local church. I want to serve you. Serve the Lord with joy, as it says in Psalm 100. Um, serving the Lord with joy. How can it use me? And whether it's in finance or sport or education or God, use me. We're going to develop some more leaders so i probably got a bit off the point with that answer but it is actually a really really important part isn't it yeah i'd say yeah and i think it's something that i've always seen um in lifehouse is that it's not it's not just about developing mm-hmm. leaders for our for our church it's about developing leaders for life for god for service and i yeah. think like you're saying yeah. it's so important that it's not about what they mm. can do for us. It's about developing people to fulfill their purposes and calling. But we believe a big part of that is always being a part of our local church and serving and leading there, using those gifts there. But it's so much, it's about their life and their calling as well. And mm. I think that's why um, it's such a joy to serve in, in a church yeah. like Lifehouse. We've seen, I'd, I'd say to be many hundreds, if not thousands of people like leave Lifehouse and go to another country or to a country town or even leave for another church. And mm. but they, they leave as leaders. Mm. And um, someone once said this to me, I think it's really true that um, some churches are like aircraft carriers. And I don't, I'm not talking in terms of war, but just the concept of planes landing, refueling, planes taking off, planes land, etc. And I think that um, it's always been a joy to see people leave more developed than when they came. Yeah, um, I love it. Uh, from from the the more wealthy to the more not so wealthy, um, different language groups, different ages. I've seen this happen. Um, as I said, I could you know could definitely say hundreds, right. maybe thousands over the twenty years here that yeah. people have left, but they've gone on to do great things in the world. And uh, it's true. It's just God help us develop whoever you give us for this time. Yeah, has been a big part of our heart and. Many of our people have gone on to do great things. Um, we had one Filipino young man um, come to Japan to study nuclear science, um, did, his, did his master's and then his PhD, then went back to the Philippines 
and then got a job with the Ministry of Nuclear Science in the Philippines, dealing with the very, very highest level. And he said, he said when he came to Japan, it wasn't just to learn nuclear science, but it was to learn nuclear science as now a Christian leader, that he could take mm. that back to the Philippines. And we've had people go back to you know, South Africa and Kenya and um, uh, Ecuador or Chile or US, Australia, New Zealand, or with that testimony, and it's not, not just us, I'm not saying we're great, but it's the concept that we are an aircraft carrier and there's an anointing for training and we'll mm. just keep training as long as they're with us um, all the time. And then, of course, a lot of people stay and become the next generation leaders, um, especially yeah. the Japanese. Um, and that's just so fulfilling. I, 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 there's a few things that I think I, I want to be a pastor forever, and this is one of them. <laughs> mm, come on. Another one is seeing people saved and healed. Um, yeah. And testimonies. But this is another one of seeing people rise into purpose, leadership, positions, influence, um, and they, they love the Lord. Um, at the same time, mums and dads just raising up great kids, they love the Lord. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think all these scriptures I, I just said, I, I don't think um, anything replaces that, that joy of seeing people saved, healed, baptized, healed, and then finding their place of service in God. It's so good. Love it. Incredible. Um, well, that's probably a great place to wrap it up. But just last chance for any other uh, thoughts on this concept of of why, why we develop leaders from within. Yeah. I just say I believe everyone listening has a call from God to do something. Even non-Christians have a call from God. We, we read that with Abraham. He was called beyond the river. Mm. And so everyone listening has a call, and I think fulfillment, a lot of it comes finding God, finding purpose, and I would ask everyone to seek God for discovery, discovery of purpose, discovery of gifts. How can I serve the local church? It's just my challenge. I'd find a local church that you love and serve the Lord with gladness. And if you're in a local church and love it, it's not perfect, just put your heart in and see what God will do out of faithfulness and joy. That's, that's my last word. Love it. Great. You just pray for us as we finish. Lord, I want to thank you that everyone listening, Lord, does have a, a touch from you. We're created by you, for you, um, in your heart and desires. And I pray everyone, Lord, would be excited about discovery, learning, growing, and, and loving the local church, and, and, and uh, in the local church, loving and forgiving your brothers and sisters, and keep on growing. I pray, Lord God, people would keep growing and not be stumbled and not go sideways or backwards, but move forward in you. Keep growing in you and finding fulfillment and training many, many other people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. In our next episode, we're going to be continuing this same topic and talking about the how, how we can actually do this. So looking forward to seeing you then.